Hello and welcome to the 14 Questions Podcast. Or welcome back. <laughs> like, wait for it. Dan's coming in anytime now. You know, I, I, um, like to, I like to give credit to our listeners. I mean, they, they almost should expect it at this point. Like, or yeah. welcome back. Yes, welcome back. We do appreciate repeated listening. You know what we really appreciate? What's that? Reviews. Send us a review, a question, you know, the usual things. The usual things. Um, So, yeah. How was your weekend, Dan? Uh, Yeah. Yes, it was a good weekend. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm not going to let you get all modest and humble about it. Dan had a big old birthday this year. Yeah, I had a birthday. And it was was nice. I mean, it was bizarre. You know, we we ate outside. You you were in in attendance. Yeah. A few other people. Small table. And, uh. It's a little, little odd being back out in the it world. Was. It felt good, though. It felt good to have yeah. a group of people together. And that could, that could safely, safely have dinner. Yeah, we should, we should maybe tell folks. I mean, you know, Brandon and I were fortunate. We, we're in North Carolina. We were fortunate. Uh, we've been vaccinated for a while now. Um, you know, it wasn't too scary. My arm fell off. I mean, other than that. I mean, I've got much, much better cellular reception now, but I don't know if that's correlated or not. Uh. <laughs> we're going to do a bonus on this, by the way, people. But uh, yeah, so we were at a, we were at a, I think we had one, one person that was half vaxxed, but the rest of us were vaxxed at the entire table. We got our little pod of people. Yeah, it was, it was nice because we've been, we've been kind of waiting the last couple of months so for patient. people to get, to get caught up that we yeah. know, like get, get your shots, get, get, yeah. get your vaccine and, uh. We can all go do a thing and hang out again. And, 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 you know, you know, folks, too, out of respect, I mean, you know, we got up and if you use the restrooms, you know, walk inside, use it or whatever, you know, put a mask on if you're not at your table. But yeah, don't be that guy. I got a vaccine. I don't have to wear a mask. Yeah. Like, so it I, was, that it was, nice. me nuts. I mean, you know, we had a couple of people that also, you know, work in the medical world, several of them. So yeah, have been slaving away for yeah. a year, busting their ass and so. Working themselves half to death. And so it was, it was this thing. nice to see them out and able to enjoy an evening on the yeah. town. It'll, it'll take some getting used to, you know, get back into the, He's back into in. the thing. Old, but, old uh, habits die hard. It won't take, it won't take long. No. So, yeah, folks, the, the, the vaccine, you know, do a thing. It's awesome. You know, it eases the mind. It Just does. Just a skosh. It does. Anyhow. Yes, it was a good birthday. Got some good gifts. Uh, Brandy got me a really strange one. Um, maybe we'll get into or we'll we'll post a link if it was, we can. It was, it was moderately strange. So yeah, it was it was if, fun. If you guys haven't heard of of a application in the service called Cameo, um, they allow you to basically rent people, <laughs> television personalities, musicians, celebrities, sports figures, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, and. Uh, have them record a personalized message and greeting. So, um, yeah, really, really worth checking out. Oh, absolutely. Um, it was fun. Totally money well spent. I, I, yeah. I went, I went, yes, Dan, obviously being into politics and punditry. Uh, I got, I got none other than Anthony Scaramucci. Yeah, it was, it was awesome. I thought it was fake at first. I'm like, he's actually talking like, to is me. This a, is this a deep fake video? No, that's no. actually the mooch telling you happy birthday. Yeah. Uh, kind of cool, kind of cool. I was glad because yeah. I told you I've been eyeballing the service forever and just needed the right time to pull the trigger on it. Craziness seemed apropos. So that being said, I guess we should say what we're what talking are we about. Talk about this week, yeah. All right, folks, this is an exciting topic. Um, we talk about boxes. You know, terribly exciting. It's going to leave me card 
bored. <laughs> That's kind of funny. So, oh you know, once again, we start, you know, we, we start thinking about things and there's all these, I mean, there's a lot of boxes right now. I mean, there's a ton of boxes. I don't know even how we landed on this topic, but then as, as we're apt to do, we start going down a rabbit hole and it's a thing you never think about. You're like cardboard. Well, hmm. I guess we do use and produce an incredible amount of this stuff. It's been insane mm-hmm. in the last, you know, this especially with, that, with this, wild. you know, with the pandemic going on and people just shipping things to their houses. And there's just a shit ton of, of Amazon boxes and Chewy boxes. You can't go down the road without just seeing, you know, I've got a neighbor that gets like nine or 10 of these. A day. <laughs> I don't know. A, Amazon 24 seven. They have their own truck that goes yeah. just to their house and back probably. So you start um, going down this rabbit hole, and you're like, okay, where where did these boxes come from? Yeah, and like whoever thinks about this stuff, like, yeah. what is the the history? And it turns out, cardboard box as as we because Dan's going to pick this yes. in a little bit, but uh, it was invented in 1817 in England, and then was kind of popularized in the mid 1800s by none other than Kellogg's. That's right, the cereal company. Uh, so you know all the cardboard boxes that you see at the grocery store full of cereal. You can blame Kellogg's from the 1850s it, for that. Just one. there's boxes everywhere. Now I'm walking down the grocery store aisle going, like, fucking boxes Yeah, we pay no attention to this stuff. No, like, everything, crazy. these days it's a box within a box within a box, right? Like, if you get a delivery or a package in the house. Um, but then, you know, the, the, what we really think of as cardboard boxes is, is, of course, you know, your corrugated paper boxes. Yes, because, it's not, folks, it's not, cardboard's like a slang term. It doesn't really mean anything. So... It's just a generic. And we're not going to get into all the technical specs on <laughs> because there's just a vast amount of terminology for what an actual corrugated paper product is. Yes. I'm um, just, let's chalk it up to complicated. Um, but you left out France. I think France, they did their own box to ship these, these moths around that made silk. That was the first use they were doing over there. It's like, we have to have our scarves and shit. <laughs> we, will, we will ship our silkworms wherever yeah. we need them in these beautiful little board boxes. But yeah, the cor- yeah. corrugated, like corrugated paper, yeah, it came around, uh, what, 1856 was, was the actual corrugated paper as opposed to like heavy gotcha. cardstock. Yeah. But it wasn't used for boxes then. It was used mm. as a liner for very tall hats. Oh, to that's right. To basically stiffen and, and yep. preserve the shape and form. Uh, and then in 1871, you know, 15 or so years later, we had the first corrugated boxes. Um, yeah, because you and know, now, <laughs> yeah, now it's crazy. And going to Brandon's point about the breakfast cereal, this is no joke, folks. I mean, this is this is crazy. So basically, Kellogg's, and we could go into breakfast cereals, but you know, back in the day, they're eating porridge and grits. I mean, we still eat those things, but you know. People are like scooping them out into a bag and taking them home. And then, you know, they start with this, um, you know, the, the corn flake. <laughs> and they're like, you know what? We're going to put them in these clean, neat little boxes and sell them on shelves. Yeah. And now we've gone from, I think initially it was like, eh, you know, 10 or 20 different brands. Initially, okay, way back in the day. I think it was coming across like some of the, 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 the statistics now are like 4,700 choices in that cereal aisle. I mean, if you're in a really big store, I suppose. <laughs> but yeah, there's a ton. They, they ton, said that's ton, ton, the, ton, ton, the market. The market demand. Like it's just written. No, sorry, here it's right here in front of my my show notes, which I you know probably need to read. But 
Yeah, between 1970 and 1998, you know, we went to 190 to 340 different choices. 2012, there were roughly 4,945 different types. Of cereal. Yes. Variety is the spice of life. Truly. Truly it is. No, it's ridiculous. (laughs) Why on earth? But in, in the whole history, many, I mean, they're all the same, too. You either, you either have the healthy cereal or the sugar cereal or the healthy sugar cereal. No, no, none of them are. And they're all the same. So, <laughs> okay, we've got to do a little bit of history on this. All right. Kellogg in Battle Creek, Michigan. All right. So, you know, we're talking about the first Kellogg guy that came along. That is oh, John Harvey Kellogg, 1851, you know, to 1943. He was around. But. This whole thing came out of like a seventh day um, church deal out there with this getting healthy vegetarian diet and eat cereal. It's this really bizarre. And then they spun off and some of the Kellogg people went this way and somebody owned corn oats. I don't know. We don't have time to go into all this history, but (laughs) are we talking about cardboard or cereal? No, we're talking about Kellogg versus General Mills. No, then there's a General Mills. We go into that, but there's like toasted cornflakes, man. That was a, that was a big thing. And it was the, you know, his signature was actually the, it was copywritten or something. Very, yeah, whatever. We don't talk about that. (laughs) The whole thing. So yeah, it's, again, you think about this stuff, like, Toilet paper, paper towel rolls, shipping containers, pizza boxes, pizza boxes. Lord knows. How um, did they ever eat pizza without the box? I mean, I get the soap, like it's soap box. Like we, we get on those all the time. We don't <laughs> use them for soap anymore. But <laughs> folks, definitely if you not. listen to us, we definitely get on a soap box from time to time. But, you know, I've been known to do a thing. Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, I came across it, 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 in the U.S. alone. We manufacture approximately 100 billion boxes just here. Um Every year. And, you know, if you look worldwide, it's an, it's an amazingly large, staggeringly large number uh, of cardboard boxes that get used. And then after the break, I guess we'll get into, like, what do you do with this stuff? Oh, there's some really, there's some cool references we'll do. But, yeah, do you want to jump to break and then we'll get to, you know, tree hugger land? Sounds good to me. All right. We'll be right back. Sit tight. questions where uh, we're talking about boxes, you know, this little brown, little corrugated things that show up your front door, like 20 of them every day. I mean, I get a few, I get a few. I know you get a few too. Yeah. I mean, you know, but it's, it's interesting. So there, there was a pretty good article actually in the, in the wall street journal. Um, Let me see. It's by Ryan December. Um, cardboard boxes have never been more in demand or more expensive. Yeah, like which was the headline headline yeah. for the article. And yeah, nobody, they kind of dropped the ball with the whole pandemic thing because as every other business was pulling back as far as retail and restaurant and bar, they went, oh yeah, it's going to be an economic, you know, stumble for everybody and cut production a bit. And then it turns out, whoops, whoops, we're all at home Amazoning and ordering delivery for everything. <laughs> this would explain why the small little thing that I would order would show up in like a ginormous four by four box, 
Yeah. And the thing inside, it's like something you could hold in your hand and just surrounded by the plastic. I had a few bubble. of those last, like last summer, especially. Yeah. I, I think I ordered, it was something just so like, like a, a bag of 50 guitar picks. And it came in like, <laughs> it came in like this two and a half foot by one foot by 14 inch box, just full of bubble wrap. And then like yeah. here, and it's like, we didn't have any other boxes. I'm sorry. You know? Yeah, I mean, that's probably what it was. I mean, you know. More than likely, I think so. Because even packages from Amazon, which is usually pretty good at, mm-hmm. at sizing and fitment uh, for a while there, I'd get stuff and just be like, this is an awful lot of wasted space. I mean, it makes sense. Um, you know, it makes and, sense and now. Speaking of wasted space, again, we, we, we generate a ton of this stuff. And what do, you, what do you do with it after it's been used, right? Well, the idea is you recycle it. And, yeah. and apparently that's becoming, at least with cardboard in this country, that's the most sought after material because it doesn't have sticky f- food. I mean, other than pizza boxes, we were saying. But yeah, yeah, you can't recycle the pizza boxes and whatnot. But yeah. I read the I read the number and it's I'm going to misquote it because I didn't make a note. But it, it's like some maybe 60, maybe 90 percent of, of cardboard boxes in this country are, are made from at least some recycled content. At this oh, point. yeah, definitely. Um, and interestingly enough, I came across, so for folks that are listening to us for the first time or don't realize we, we record in North Carolina and we have the long leaf pine. Yes. I came across some cool factoid stuff that the fiber in the long leaf pine is like the most sought after for some of this box construction. Yeah. Yeah, because it's kind of bizarre. I mean, some boxes are flimsy. Some boxes are like, wow, this has got, you know, 50 pounds of dog food in it. And you can kind of kick it around. Yeah. Other boxes, not so much. But yeah, we need to talk about the cool stuff now. The cool stuff, yeah. So other than recycling, like, you know, school projects, kids kids have played around with this stuff. You know, I think everybody at one point in their life got a rather large box, whether it be a refrigerator or oven or something, at least in in our youth. And you played with the thing, like like Calvin from Calvin and Hobbes. You know, you made your spaceship or, or whatnot. Yeah, and I'm, I'm going with this. Was it 2020 that it finally got introduced to the National Toy Hall of Fame? 2005. Oh, five. Okay. Yeah, 2005, okay. they actually introduced the cardboard box into the, into the National Toy Hall of Fame, which I think is kind of cool. Yeah, because, absolutely. Because, you know, children and their imaginations give them a box and it's a toy. Like, let's give credit where credit is due. That being said, Dan... Uh, geeking out on all this cardboard stuff finds probably the coolest cardboard toy ever made. I mean, I've, I've seen statues and pieces of art and all kinds of neat things made from cardboard, but this one in particular might yes, very it's not well the, take it's, the cake. It's not the cardboard kitty house. Okay. That one was kind of cool. And you know, we've got a cat and anytime there's a cardboard box around or a paper bag for some reason, you know, yeah, cats love that stuff. And there's some neat robots and stuff, but yeah, this is this is pretty wacky. You want to play that sound bite and tee it up a little bit? Yeah. So it, we're 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 gonna talk about this. I'm gonna play just a couple of seconds from the introduction of a video, which we strongly encourage you guys to go check out because it's super neat. Um, but hold on one second. So that's from the introduction of the uh, the video Dan came across, and these guys in in the UK sat down. It was it was a collaborative effort, right? Um, 
between this laser cutting shop and what was it? A marketing firm, I think. Possibly, yes. Um, and they literally built a Lexus sedan out of cardboard. That's ridiculous. Um, by laser cut pieces. And, and it's, it's not just, it's a one-to-one scale replica of this thing, but it's drivable. It's got functional headlights. It's got electric motors. It's all cardboard. Um, even well, no, it had a chassis. It had a, a, a what did you say? Oh, that's right. They did build it around an, an aluminum frame, I think. Yeah. Yeah. But again, if you go look at it, you're just like, this is just a really neat piece of art that so, these guys have created. So I came across this on, weirdly enough, treehugger.com. Um, this article was most recently updated May 17th, 2020 by Kelly Ladd. And you look at this thing and you think, well, this is a spoof. And you, you like, I mean, other than the rear view mirrors don't have mirrors, but it's got rear view mirrors. It's got seats. Oh, it's got everything. It's got air conditioning vents that don't function because, well, yeah. they're cardboard, but they're, everything is just. It's wheels are made out of cardboard. Yes. Everything. Like glued together by hand. And it looks great. I'm like, yeah, I, I would drive that if it was a too. car car. Um, I don't know about the rain. Though. That might be. Yeah. Rain, snow, probably not the best to take your cardboard car out in. Yeah, Exactly. But yeah, it, I mean, definitely. I mean, it's easy. I mean, um, cardboard constructed by Lexus is if you run that, you'll come across a YouTube video. Maybe we'll post a link to it. But um, it's 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 pretty uh, pretty wacky. It took them three months to build it. I don't doubt it. Yeah, because it was yeah a lot of hand assembly. It looked like the wheels were made out of I don't know fifty or so layers of cardboard each. The interior, uh, let alone the seats. Wow. They, they yeah, they, they said the seats were really, really challenging, but the interior is just mesmerizing. It really is. Yeah. Um, it's like they they cut a they cut a Lexus into tiny little eighth of an inch slices. Yeah. And then put it all back together. So yeah, crazy stuff. So yeah, we just thought we'd talk about a thing, you know, cardboard. So yeah. You got anything else in the world of cardboard? I don't know, but I feel like I need to hop on Amazon and buy something now. Yeah. Or, you know, maybe maybe uh, when we get back to thinking about our next show, we got to think outside of the box. Oh, oh stop uh, now. <laughs> on, that note, on that note. On that note, we folks, should leave it there. Yeah. All right. We'll uh, sit tight. Until next time. Got questions? Need answers? Find them on the 14 Questions Podcast. Welcome to our podcast, where we, along with our frequent guests, will be answering your questions regarding a wide variety of topics, including current events, lifestyle, politics, and of course, popular culture. The 14 Questions Podcast is brought to you by Podhouse Media and Dive Pod Productions. Be sure to find us on the web at 14questions.org, on Twitter at The14Questions, look us up on Facebook at 14Questions, and of course find us wherever you find your favorite podcasts.
shit. 